This is the Indie Dads Podcast. I'm Malcolm. And I'm Brian. And we're a couple of dads sharing our journey about starting out and bootstrapping our indie businesses while still prioritizing our young families. We believe that you can bootstrap a successful SaaS, freelance, or indie business while still enjoying the family life. Join us as we share our learnings from building our businesses from scratch. Hey, Malcolm. How's it going? Hey, Brian. Um, it's going. It's going okay now. I think the last uh, couple of weeks have definitely been eventful and testing and uh, a bunch of other things. But um, yeah, still uh, still up and still breathing. Yeah. How about you, Brian? Uh, real life's kind of messy is what I, the way I'd put it. <laughs> the past couple of weeks here. <laughs> yeah. you know, we've talked offline. We've talked in between episodes and stuff. But yeah, it's been kind of kind of eventful messy it's never as exciting as twitter or you wherever wherever you get your startup news makes it sound yeah 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 everybody's got their life together right and they're just productive every day and the motivation is always there that's how it works in real life there must be something wrong with me (laughs) because so I, i i didn't check off several of those boxes. I mean, there, there were times definitely over the past few weeks where I just had like zero motivation, but that's real life, I guess. So that's okay. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what we talked about too. We, I think we both had spouts of, uh, or bouts rather of, uh, lack of motivation and other stuff going on over the past few weeks. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, on sure. my side, uh, one of the things that kind of th- threw off my schedule was, uh, I have, couple of my daughters that do competitive cheer, you know, so they're like doing all kinds of tumbling and stunting and, and stuff like that on a, on a team. And they did well enough. Well, one of my daughters did well enough to go to Florida on the other side of the country. Cause I'm on the Ooh. West coast to compete in the, basically like the super bowl of uh, cheer. And so the, she and my wife got to go to Florida and as part of that package, they automatically got three days of Disney world for free. Well, well, not for what? free. You pay for the whole thing, and you get that. So I'm like, wait a minute, that's yeah. not fair. Yeah. So um, we couldn't afford to send everyone over there. So she and my daughter, my wife and my daughter, went to Disney World, and I took the other four kids over to Disneyland, which is only like a six hour drive, <laughs> uh. on the same day, different ends of the country. But we were all we all did Disneyland kind of together in finger quotes, I guess. So that was fun. That took a few nice. days. Um, and then, you know, the, the new job that I've been at now for three months has been up and down. Um, I never know who's listening, so I'll keep it a little bit generic, but I'll just say there have been days <laughs> where I, I'm done at the end of the day. I just get to the end of the day. I'm like, man, I just, I can't even think straight. Yeah. There've been a lot of those lately. So that's why it's been rocky for me. How about you? Well, yeah, there was, there was quite a few things going on. Um, well, I had, I think I relayed last time that I had some renovations going on. Um, so that's, I mean, surprise, surprise, renovations went on longer than usual. Um, I mean, as, as building contractors go, we, we, we were quite lucky. Um, the guys, you know, he knows what he's doing and, you know, when you ask him to do something, he does it, but it still, uh, took some like hands-on management. Um, and then I started a new job as well. Ooh. Um, which is, I mean, I don't, that's not something I do very often. Um, so I, 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 you know, I'd, I started on Monday. Um, and then at the same time, 
uh, and we don't have any tests to prove it, but the hypothesis is that the whole family got COVID as well. Mm. Um, certainly felt like it. We were we were down and out, and I was like, I just started a new job, and I'm almost never sick. Um, and then I get almost quite seriously sick. So I, you know, I can't like tell them, "Hey guys, I'm going to take a week off because I'm not feeling well," and I haven't <laughs> even started. So I was kind of just soldiering through all the onboarding and meetings and stuff. So by the end of the day, I was just. <laughs> yeah. I needed rest, so I just—I was just uh, taking rest. And even over the weekend, this last weekend, um, uh, the wife and I were in bed, just resting up. Um, so I'm slowly getting back into it this week. Um, and then there's also that thing. I mean, I've been—I've been in developing now for twenty plus years. And look, granted, I don't move jobs very often. And normally the situation has been I've gone in and started a new project and gotten to, you know, architect the app or the whatever from scratch and have been a fairly senior in that. And I've joined a company, which is really cool because they're in an industry that I love, which is a bonus for me. Um, they're in the sports industry, uh, mostly in golf. And that's one of my, my hobbies is I love playing golf. Um, but I've come into a team that's fairly mature and they've got – like fairly senior technical guys that have already, and that's a mature app. They've already decided on the architecture and stuff. And it's, you know, there's fairly complex moving bits. So I'm feeling like a complete noob. Uh, and you know, the imposter syndrome kicks in and think like, man, did I, did I make the right move? Am I, you know, and I, I have a, a conversation with my wife every evening. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm like out of my comfort zone, but I know from a logical point of view, it's just the uncomfortableness that I'm mm -hmm. feeling. And mm -hmm. I just need to, you know, chillax about it and spend a couple months getting to know the team. They're a great bunch of international um, developers, which is nice. I like that, that diversity. Um, and yeah, it's, but still, I, and I think the phys my physical condition had something to do with it as well, because I felt like quite stressed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just like all those things going on at the same time. I guess I was, uh, you know, f feeling a little bit more anxious than what I thought I would. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. I think every day that goes by, you you get to know a little bit more. You get a little bit more comfortable, and yeah. I mean, I'm for sure not out of the woods yet, but that's that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. No, I'd say it's pretty normal. Every job I've ever been at, where I've walked into that situation, I I think it's taken me like three months. Before I got to where I even knew where to look for some stuff, just like off the top of my head, without talking to people or asking yeah. people, stuff like that. So, I mean, you're a couple of weeks in. I I mean, my imposter syndrome does the same thing when I start something new, but I found that people tend to give you some slack. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be about that much, but I mean, it's, I guess it's because I don't do it very often. It's just that, that, yeah, like zone of uncomfortableness that, um, that I'm not used to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Definitely. So uh, we we sound a little bit down this <laughs> this time around. Any, <laughs> anything fun and, and new happen on your end? Well, I'm gonna think about it. Not 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 really. Other than being relieved that the renovations are just about done and uh, we actually have a guest bathroom now. <laughs> Before we'd have to send all our guests to the bathroom that the boys use. And <laughs> if you know anything about boys, um, mm -hmm. they don't really keep things nice and neat. So now there's like a dedicated, uh, we, we made our ensuite bathroom smaller. So we're 
we're glad to do that and 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 have a, a guest toilet that that should remain neat i hope nice. uh, also um other news on on the load shedding front it's unfortunately it is continuing and they just like up the level today as well so that's not fantastic but i did manage to secure like a little uh 500 watt power box i guess is the best way to describe it it's like a battery that you has usb outputs and it's got a wall plug output as well which is nice um and i think altogether my screens and computer and everything they take about 150 watts of consumption so it's more than good enough and it's i think it'll power my setup for about three or four hours so now i don't have an excuse in the evenings uh anymore i can i can be productive and still work uh, cool. it just makes like a fairly quiet whirring sound next to me <laughs> um but it's it's much better than a motorbike uh, generator which i used to in the day yeah cool Let's see. Um, on my side, I did merge a pretty big code or uh, PR the other day. I think uh-huh. this was like Friday. So as far as like the app itself and what we've been working on, we've started with, so we've got authentication done. We've got a way to log in and sign up. Uh, the next big thing is contacts. So it's a, a customer relationship management tool. So like the central thing is contacts. It's been kind of, yeah. kind of, uh, overwhelming a little bit because this is like the one thing you have to get right. Not, not necessarily complete, but at least right because everything in the app will center around contacts. So the model has to be mostly right. You can always adjust it later. The way that it works shouldn't be mostly right. We claim that we want to be super simple and super intuitive and easy to use. No little to no training. It just should be as intuitive as possible. And that's easier said than done. Takes a lot of thought. <laughs> um, and so I put together a uh, kind of a working prototype that was all fake data a few weeks ago. Um, felt good about the direction that the UI was going in. And so then I started implementing it, putting real models in place and real data, um, real interactions in the app. And that just took a lot of time. I mean, at the end of the day, it was something like 40 something different files that were significantly changed. Um, merge that in though. So there's no creating, there's no like creating or updating of those records, but we do generate, there's a script to generate a bunch of fake data. And once that data is generated, everything works and looks the way it will. Now we just got to add in editing mode. Um, Mm -hmm. but that was tough because, um, I, I kept running into a lot of little things that, that, uh, you don't really think about unless you're getting really deep into the the thought process about how these things will be used in the real world, which is really hard to do because everyone's going to use it differently. There's, if you're trying to target like a lot of different business types, everyone's going to use it differently. So how do you do it Yeah, in a way that won't back yourselves or them into a corner? Um, and, and then other things too, like the, the mock-up that I put together had a little you know profile photo and uh, for, for each contact, which looks great if you've got contact photos but if you think about it, if you're just typing this stuff in you're not going to have those so where do those come from nah. you, you yeah know? so you either get rid of them or you put something else in the in place of it or you do something else like i, I can imagine maybe we use gravatar because there are a lot of people that have signed up at some point for that but not probably not most and then maybe we can I mean, there's services out there that will for a fee obviously not 
free. They'll go out and they'll like look at Twitter profiles and LinkedIn and, and this and that, and try to find a photo for you. That may or may not be, uh, you know, imp- well, definitely not an MVP level important feature, but like little touches like that, I think will help to set us apart as just clean and intuitive and stuff. But, you know, it's just deciding what matters now versus what doesn't. So did a lot of cleanup. Um, now I'm at the point where I'm starting to uh, like allow for editing. And that's a whole different set of <laughs> challenges. You got validation <laughs> yeah. and, you know, what's required and what's not and how does it look and what if you have, uh, you know, this and that. And so kind of diving into that and none of this, like all of this actually, I, I feel like probably needs to be ironed out before I can even give you an API for the mobile side. So, yeah. And I think we we had a bit of discussion on on like uh, the initial features, and we we were talking about tags and mm-hmm. labels and things like that. And I think that's probably the most challenging part at the moment is having the discipline not to build some of the things you know you're going to need, but mm-hmm. are probably not wise to go and do that now. It's like how do we, you know, follow our own mantra of keeping it simple mm-hmm. um, and just to keep it bare bones. Yeah, I think from from my side, um, I think we've been, you know, running it at a similar pace. So I've been able to take some of the, the like the screenshots and stuff that you had posted, um, and it started working on on the mobile side of that. So, um, you know, since we've had the last episode, the login and the sign up page is done. Um, uh, the landing page layout with like the tabs of the different areas uh, is is complete. So there's that involved a little bit of infrastructure and you know getting that layout done. Uh, spent time on uh, the terms and conditions documentation. So I sent that through to you, so we can include that on the website. So from the mobile app, that'll just be a, a link out uh, to the website um, via URLs. Um, I, I did feel a little bit of a tinge of that I should do something with marketing. So I think it was got to be about two weeks ago now. Um, just kind of following on on the R Zapier article on it, I felt like that was really helpful and practical for businesses. So what could we do in the same line? And what have other people done with regards to demos on uh, using Zapier to automate their business? And there's, you know, there's a couple of, low-hanging fruit that we could possibly tackle there i think i like briefly messaged you on skype about that um i spent a bit of time uh, there's there's some been really nice toolkits coming out for the mobile technology that we're using um that simplifies um like the mvvm framework that that i'm using uh so there's a lot less code so normally you would have a property which is has like a private field and then a public facing field and then you would notify uh, changes via an interface to the ui and there's this new toolkit that's coming out that like basically uses code source generation to automate all of that stuff for you so you're you're you can worry about looking at your class and actually seeing business logic then rather than a whole bunch of fluff um so i played around with that because that's fairly new um and that's working quite nicely and recently started looking at the contacts page in mobile just from a UI point of view with, um, you know, having the contact list and having like a jump list. What does that look like? And trying to keep it the look and feel similar to what you've done in the UI. Uh, that's kind of like where I'm at at the moment. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd say we're definitely 
in the grind right now. It's in the, the you know, the, when we talk about like terms and yeah. conditions pages and like layouts and stuff like that, it's, it's the hard part. It's the grind. Um, but we're trying to get to the point where the table stakes are complete. Like we, we're not inventing something new. Uh, it's a better mousetrap. And so we know the basic features we need and we want to get those done via the grind so that we can then go talk to customers about things like, like you said, like labels and tags and mm. stuff like that. Mm. So I'd say, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to predict given how stuff pops up uh, and how hard side projects can be, but we're probably going to be a, a few more months at this, right? Before we get to the point where we can show. Yeah. Some, and some I mean, that, that's exactly it. It's, 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 it's the grind to get there. And, um, you know, to the point where keeping ourselves accountable that we're going to just build the absolute minimum thing that we can throw at a customer and say, hey, here's the website, here's, you know, sign up and whatever free mechanism we put in there to demonstrate value proposition, whether they can they can get up and running and, and use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So uh, as far as what we'll be working on next, I'll keep chugging away at editing. I think... Um, now that all the like layout stuff's in place and I'm using Rails 7, there's this new feature called uh, frames, turbo frames. And they're really mm. cool. At first I was like, eh, I don't know. But when I really dug in, it's really cool. You can, it's basically like iframes without the iframe. You can designate a part of a page as, um, as a part that will update when you, so for example, if you have the navigation on the left and you have the main content on the right, if you click on the navigation on the left, you can designate the content area on the right and only that part of the page will update. And that's a really broad example, oh. but you can have multiple frames on a page. You can have frames within page within frames. So it makes it so that you can do all this Ajaxy type stuff without a, without any JavaScript. It's all server, server rendered. It's really cool. Um, and so that's making it really flexible. Um, and I'm, I, I love JavaScript. I've got nothing wrong with JavaScript, but not having to write any of that JavaScript code and maintain state in two places is really, mm. really nice. So um, I think now that I've got all that sorted out and how the page will work, I should be able to get through this editing pretty quickly. And then we can get you an API to play around with. Uh, we need things like empty states and all that kind of stuff too, that comes along with it. But um, I, I don't know. I, at what point do we want to show this to people? I think we could probably start showing it to people once we've got contacts and before we have things like to do's or reminders or any of that stuff, even though those are kind of probably table stakes, I feel like we can ask customers or potential customers at that point, what would you want to know about this cust- this contact? What would you want to do with this contact? Mm, and then follow, yeah. follow up with actual features. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think we can, you know, even during the build process, we could probably be a, a little bit more public in True. terms of the, the progress that's that's been happening and the, what the UI looks like. Um, you know, I, th- I think, well, the way that I've been doing it is just posting like little animated GIFs mm-hmm. on Twitter, which is fairly easy for me to make. Um, I mean, that's not the target market, but at least it's it's something that's out there that people go, oh, that's cool, or... You know, have you thought about this or whatever mm-hmm. that is? Um, but for sure, when 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 contacts are done, and, and uh, that that I think narrows down our timeline a little bit um, to maybe be a little bit more proactive and find out. I think because that'd be key, right? What what channels should we use? Or what what are effective for getting 
like real feedback mm-hmm. on the way that we've implemented contacts. Yeah, good point. And I've been awful at uh, staying connected on Twitter lately. I, it's been part of the whole, uh, all the distractions going on kind of mess. And I kind of fell off that bandwagon. Mm. Not that I don't want to. I read it all the time, but I don't really interact with anyone like I like I want to. And I should I should be more. Uh, I should share more about what I'm doing. So I think I'll start to do that a little bit more and get feedback. Have you gotten any non like pat on the back kind of feedback, like actual critical constructive feedback? No, not yet. This has just been, Oh, that looks cool. It's like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's nice. It feels good, um, but yeah. 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 That's, it's not really valuable in terms of, well, it is valuable in terms of at least it doesn't look terrible, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, you'd prefer to get some some critical feedback as well. Yeah. Um yeah, and one other thing that I just wanted to mention as well, I think we have have we confirmed that we were running into a bunch of bots with our <laughs> with our sign up process. Well, as soon as I implemented <laughs> that that honeypot, they dropped to zero. Um we ha- we have gotten a few as in like two, I think, <laughs> since then. And at that point it's it's, it's exciting cuz it's like, oh, okay, these are actual people they passed the honeypot test. Uh, yes yes you know so it's maybe twice as exciting as it was before but yeah i think if we we do have that list i think it's around 50 and i'm guessing at least 20 are at least conservatively are bots <laughs> so yeah yeah we, i think so too we we can uh we can email that list and see how many of those bounce the weird thing is a lot of them are real email addresses i mentioned this before the real email addresses that were hijacked by bots or something so they won't bounce yeah. when we send them, but we might get some what the heck's, you know, replies or unsubs or something. But that's okay. Yeah. I'm a, so, I mean, that's, I mean, for anybody listening and setting up a sign up page, you know, th- I mean, we didn't do anything special to, for the bots to find us. I mean, they were, <laughs> they were there almost from day one. They, mm-hmm. I don't know if, like, what web crawlers they're using or whatever, but they were, it didn't take them long to find us so it's definitely a valuable thing to think about how to address that oh and so we've got our uh, the articles that are listed on supersimplecrm.com slash articles right now are coming they're they're coming from the database on uh, like our own app database not from wordpress but they're authored on wordpress and basically pushed to the website so the the site that they're authored on is a different URL, completely different. And I, I added a, a WordPress theme there that is just completely blank. No markup, nothing, no, no comment fields, no anything. There's no way, um, no normal way for people to add comments, but I still constantly get bots somehow finding a way at via the API or something, um, oh, wow. submitting comments on the site that doesn't exist. It's bots are ridiculous and I, it must work. Otherwise they wouldn't do it, but, yeah, it's just kind of funny how far they'll go. Try to get their link somewhere. Man, that's crazy. But that's all right. We don't have comments on the site, so they'll never show up. They're just wasting their effort right now, all their time. Well, um, yeah, I mean, maybe today's a pretty short and sweet episode. Just kind of a quick update on where we've been, because I think it has been like three or four weeks since we've updated. Yeah. Uh, doesn't feel like it's been that long, but I think it has. And, uh, yeah, just a quick update and we'll just keep chugging along, go, working through the grind to try to come up with some interesting stuff to share. 
and uh, go with that. All right. All right. So how about your dad joke? You got a dad joke for today? I do. So uh, it's a fairly simple one today because, you know, the sick brain doesn't work very well. Um, How do you know when a farmer is about to break out into a dance routine? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Something about they put their hoe down or did I guess it? (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) But they they dropped the beat. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's better. I like that one better. (laughs) All right. Mine's also pretty simple. Good guess, though. (laughs) That's all that came to mind. I don't know why. Um, so mine's also pretty simple, more of a joke than a dad joke, but I thought it was funny. So why do ducks have tails? For steerage. I don't know. <laughs> to hide their butt quacks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, Kids like that one because you get to say butt yeah. in a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. All right. Well, go in. Well, uh, Brian, it's been nice to see you. Yeah. In, uh, in the flesh for a change. It's been a while. So yeah. let's hope we get a little bit more consistency over the next two or three weeks. You too. This is always motivating for me. So it's good to talk. And we'll uh, talk again soon. Yeah. Cheers. All right, see you. If you enjoyed this episode and you want an easy way to support us, We'd love it if you reviewed this podcast on whichever platform you're using to tune in. If you'd like to ask a question, you can send us an email to hello at indiedads.com or message us directly on Twitter. You can also find us at indiedads.com where you can see show notes, links to our Twitter profiles and product websites. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.